Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 4 of Soul Food. In this episode, we're going to look at lust and sexual desire. We're going to look at the Quranic command to actually be very careful and aware of lustful glances and gazes. We're going to look at the Prophet Wasallam's warning of looking at the haram, looking at things that are forbidden. And then we're going to talk about the damages of looking at things that are forbidden that they have on the heart and the soul, and actually even on the mind and even in our social lives as well. And it's really important to understand how does lust and how does sexual desires relate to soul food? Someone might ask, what does this have to do with soul food? Now you're talking about things to do. But it really does relate very directly to the state of our hearts for a number of reasons. One, our limbs and our actions, they're connected to our hearts. So what we do affects our hearts and our, the state of our hearts affects what we do. So they're not like completely mutually exclusive. They're definitely interconnected. And what lust is and why it affects the heart is because it comes from a lack of discipline. And it comes from giving into the nafs. That the nafs, this thing that as we talked about in the first episode, that incites us to evil. I want this more, 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 me, me, me. That it feeds that and it strengthens that desire inside of us. So giving in to lust and giving in to these desires, these lower desires, feeds the greed of the nafs. It feeds the desire for more and more and more. And oftentimes that more is things that are more damaging to us to begin with. So that's why we have to talk about it and be uh, careful of it. And it's related directly to food because even food, as we looked at in yesterday's episode, it feeds the nafs, right? It feeds these desires for more. And that's why fasting is such a beautiful and amazing form of worship is that it curbs that desire, it controls that desire, and it doesn't give the nafs and the body what it might habitually want, right? So it's really profound. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us in the Qur'an to be careful of these lustful desires. He says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قل للمؤمنين يغض من أبصارهم ويحفظ فروجهم ذلك أزكى لهم إن الله خبير بما يصنعون وقل للمؤمنات يغضضنا من أبصارهن ويحفظن فروجهن ولا يبدين زينتهن إلا ما ظهر منها So uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in, in these two verses from Surah An-Nur uh, Surah 24, verses 30 and 31 of the Qur'an. O Prophet, tell the believing men to lower their glances and guard their private parts. 
that is purer for them. This is more pure even for the state of their hearts. God is well aware of everything they do, and tell believing women that they should lower their glances and guard their private parts, and to not display their beauty beyond what is acceptable to reveal. Right, the, the areas that are acceptable to be uncovered, right, in the majority, and even for both men and women, covering oneself and always being in a state of modesty. But it's teaching us here that you and I, we have to be people who lower our glances and are protective of falling into lust. And if we're careful of that, that that is pure for our hearts, right? That is pure for our hearts. Once again, fasting, it's amazing because hunger, we talked about hunger yesterday, psychologically, psycholo psychologists have recognized that one of the things that curbs sexual desire is hunger. And it's amazing how in Ramadan, we're called even more so to be careful of lust and looking at things that are haram and that fasting protects us and prevents us and helps us from not falling into that, which is proven in a hadith in which the Prophet wasallam says, you know, oh young people, get married. And if you're not able to afford marriage, then you should fast because it's a shield. Fasting is a shield from falling into things that are haram, falling into things that are forbidden. And one of the reasons that scholars mention how it relates to the mind and the soul and the overall well-being of a human being, they say that one of the dangers of lustful desires, and if you look at it, and if you look at everything we're going to look at in soul food, inshallah, they all, all desires do this, is that they take over the mind that they actually make your faculty of reason and your ability to think of, okay, what's actually good for me and what isn't, is that it takes control of that and you're no longer able to differentiate what's good for you and what's bad for you by just giving in to desires. And lustful desires are actually some of the strongest when it comes to that. And what's interesting is kind of in the modern world today, we're told, like, give in to your desires. If you feel that way, then there's nothing wrong with it. If you feel that you want to do something, then that's how you are. That's who you are. You should give in to that. Why are you withholding from your desires? And we live in a hyper-sexualized society where people are taught, just do whatever you want. Have fun. Live it up. Experiment. And that's really scary because we don't act like that in any other aspect of our lives. If someone tells you, hey, if you have a, an idea to rob a bank, just give into it. That's who you are. You say, no, like my mind lets me know that that's actually a really terrible thing to do. So I'm not going to do it. And it applies to any other aspect of our lives. We don't let our desires control our intellect. We have our intellect to control our desires. And we recognize what's actually good and bad from that. Right. So, so you know, it's it's a funny kind of. A phenomenon that we're seeing today of just give in to everything. You only live once. Have fun. Experiment. We seek refuge in Allah. That, that doesn't make us human beings. Human beings were differentiated by actually having an intellect. By being able to withhold from doing things that are uh, unreasonable or undignified or harmful. So we have to be really careful 
you know, especially in the modern age with all this hypersexualization going on. And you know, what's really interesting is that the Prophet ﷺ, he warned us of the harms of looking at things that are haram, in which he said, Beautiful hadith, in which the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, looking at something haram, a lustful gaze is a poisonous arrow from the arrows of the devil, from the arrows of Iblis. Whoever leaves it, like in other words, whoever struggles against themselves and withholds from looking at something haram when they wanted to do so, out of fear of Allah, out of this awe, awesomeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that humbles one, the Prophet said, Allah the Exalted will give that person an increase in faith of which they taste the sweetness in, in their hearts. That if a person looks away from something haram, Allah will put the sweetness of faith in their heart and they will experience it. So this is one of the beautiful ahadith that teach us about the dangers of looking at the haram and the reward of withholding and controlling oneself and curbing one's desires and controlling one's nafs. Now, when I was growing up, I would hear this hadith a lot. And I always, to be completely honest, as a kid, you know, this isn't right, but as a kid, I would say, you know, this is just kind of like the language that teachers would use just to scare us into not doing something haram. But then I grew up, and now I've come across all these studies that talk about the effects of pornography on the brain. That pornography acts on the brain just like a drug and that it changes the actual chemistry of a person's brain and it affects the pleasure centers in the brain and uh, mutates the way that the brain is supposed to function in a healthy manner and it's really interesting because people say oh it's harmless it's you know freedom of expression and whatever you know whoever says that that's their business but it's not harmless and even non-Muslim scientists, people who don't believe in any of this stuff, they agree that this is harmful and that it leads to more and more extreme desires and behaviors. And it's taking a major toll on people. It makes people uh, more interested in more extreme forms of pornography and looking at more extreme forms of fulfilling their lustful desires. It makes people uh, more alienated from their friends and family, that they become more isolated, and it destroys families and marriages. All right, so these are, there's a, when the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, tells us that this is a poisoned arrow, that it is poisonous and it will harm you and it will poison your mind and your soul. Sadaqa Rasulullah, the, the Messenger of God has spoken the truth, peace and blessings be upon him, so we need to be careful of that. Another thing on a, more, on a more practical level is that we are people obsessed with the image. Now we have Instagram and Snapchat and our Facebook profiles and our Twitter. We have all of these things where we've become obsessed with the image, how we look, how others look. Do they look nice? Are they wearing you know, makeup? Are they fit? And we've become people inundated with images all the time. And we've become obsessed with how we look and how others look. And seeking this beauty 
And now you even have people who are freely commenting on how others look. Oh, you're really cute. Oh, you're really pretty. Oh, this, that, the other. It's all out there. But that's not how we should act as Muslims. And we need to be really careful, even on a, a less obvious level than something like pornography. On a less obvious level, we need to be careful of what we're looking at and how we're dealing with our nufus, how we're dealing with this nafs and what we're giving into. And the eyes are an inroad to the heart. The eyes are an inroad to the heart. So we have to be very careful and selective with what we look at and what we're allowing to enter into our hearts from our eyes. And I'll leave you with this last hadith. <clears throat> I'll leave you with this last hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ tells us that one of the great rewards that, that it belongs to the person who controls their desires, who doesn't give in to their desires in a way that's haram. Because obviously there's marriage and there's ways that are very healthy and spiritually beneficial that one can direct their desires. And that's marriage. But outside of that, it's very harmful. And whoever controls that, they are one of the people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shades on the day of judgment when there is no shade other than his shade. A man or a woman who was, uh, uh, who was someone tried to seduce them, someone beautiful tried to seduce them. And when they were in the process of being seduced, they said, I fear Allah. And they walked away from that, from that desire, from that seduction. That that is the person who will be shaded by Allah on the day when there's no shade except his shade. So there's a great reward for controlling these desires and not giving into them. And we can also see that there's a lot of damage that, that comes from it when we don't give, when we don't fight it and we just give in. So let's look at the call of the call to action. Today's call to action, bi'idhnillah ta'ala, is one, it's really simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. Some things are simple, they're clear, but they're, they take a lifetime to implement. But it is not to give in to your nafs. Not to give in to your nafs. There is no better time than now to make a promise and an oath and a commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to never look at the haram again to be extra careful if you're looking at something or you're engaged in something or you feel that you have a particular habit that makes you fall into this then make an oath right now to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to fall into it again and also be mindful of what your nafs is propelling you towards be mindful of what your nafs is telling you you should do and by doing so inshallah you'll be protected from a lot, of, uh, a lot of things that are harmful for the human being and harmful for a believer and harmful for our hearts and souls. And if we you know, are careful of this, then ta'ala, it'll actually enrich our lives. It'll enrich our relationships. It'll beautify our families and marriages. And it becomes a sense of dignity and honor and nobility for every one of us. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين جزاكم الله كل خير once again for listening today we look forward to seeing you tomorrow inshallah ta'ala once again uh, please feel free to send us any feedback or questions on Facebook and Twitter at Soul Food FM 
and bi-idhnillah we'll see you all tomorrow. Please keep us in your dua. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.